0: Hey, and welcome to What The f- Podcast. This is the first podcast for the series, and it's going to be mostly talking about crazy stuff that we find in the news and things that just make you say, What the f-? So, I thought I'd start today's what the, with a few things that I found going on in my local area. Uh, I live in Ontario, Canada, and in case you haven't been following the news outside of wherever you're living, um, Ontario is currently under yet another stay-at-home order that's probably going to be extended until, oh, I think they said June the 2nd. Um, when the pandemic started back in March of 2020, we were looking down at the United States and saying, wow, we're really, we're really doing a good job. We were having maybe 300 cases a day. Deaths were pretty low and Ontario seemed to be, and Canada seemed to be on a pretty good track to, to, you know, keep this, this thing somewhat under control while we waited for treatments and vaccines. Well, unfortunately, uh, the United States lucked out and got Joe Biden elected back in November, and he rolled out the vaccination program that has surpassed uh, most people's expectations. But here in Ontario, it would seem that uh, Donald Trump and our premier, Doug Ford, seem to have done some sort of a Freaky Friday thing. And now we've got... Uh, a leadership that doesn't listen to the their own science experts that opened retail and restaurants way too fast then they opened them at the beginning of April again uh and then two weeks later everything had to be closed. So here we are back in another lockdown dealing with anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers, anti lockdown people who are just making this worse. The good news is we've got the vaccine in Canada as well. The bad news is our government has messed it up so badly that we've got 16 weeks to wait between our first dose of any of the mRNA vaccines and the second dose. So for example, I got my first dose on April the 1st, haha April Fool's Day, I swear though, and my next appointment isn't booked until July the 22nd. So 16 weeks between doses is really ridiculous. That being said, we have all sorts of new uh, conspiracy theories, I suppose, being touted by local businesses. I'm going to focus on one today. Uh, It's a butcher shop not too far from where I live. It's called Brothers butcher shop. You can look them up online. You might want to take a look at their uh, Instagram page or even their Facebook page. Uh, There's probably Google reviews you can read as well. But this butcher shop has decided that they don't want vaccinated customers coming into the store because they may shed the vaccine on them. Now, it turns out that this butcher shop has been visited by public health more than once. They don't wear masks in the store and they don't require customers to wear masks in the store. They made a post on, oh, I don't remember exactly when, it was about a week and a bit ago, saying after reading the effects of side effects for those that are around people who have been vaccinated. So you hear that around people who have been vaccinated as described by Pfizer in their study trials, not true at all. And after consulting a doctor as well, I hardly doubt that. We have decided that since the majority of our customers are women, and since women are the most risk for these side effects, they don't mention what the side effects are. We ask that if you've been vaccinated to please order for curbside pickup or delivery for 28 days after being vaccinated. We believe in the safety and health of those around us. Thank you for understanding. So they claim to believe in safety and health while going completely against the public health guidelines in our city, completely against the um, guidelines in our province, and completely against the guidelines in our country. And it is... Absolutely ridiculous. Um they're to just think that I mean what, what's gonna shed on them from the the Pfizer vaccine of all vaccines? Immunity? I how how bad is that? So now I've read somewhere that uh <laughs> Anti-maskers are actually starting to be willing to wear masks to protect themselves from the vaccinated in case us vaccinated people shed our vaccine on them. So I, I think it's, it's hilarious that these anti-maskers won't get the vaccine because, you know, microchipping. And if you've ever seen the needle that's used for microchipping, you'd know if you've been microchipped. But in order to get them to do what we need them to do, we just need to go get vaccinated and they'll start wearing their masks so that they're protected from us shedding pro-mask vaccinated people. Now, I'm not going to say I'm pro-mask. I'm not anti-mask in the sense that I absolutely refuse to wear a mask. I wear a mask when I go outside. Where I work requires that I wear a mask when I'm in walking around the buildings. Um, I can take my mask off once I'm in my office or when I'm ensconced somewhere and I'm staying there for a while. I don't love wearing a mask. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world. I can't wait until we can safely go around without wearing a mask. I don't wear a mask when I'm outside unless I can't uh, properly physically distance. But I'm definitely not pro-mask simply because it's really just not that comfortable and it's not fun to wear a mask. And I get that. The problem is we have so many people who are so against wearing the masks that we just keep getting more and more people making this just last that much longer. For every person who goes to one of these anti-mask, anti-lockdown rallies, we're getting cases that are just jumping. One example is, another example, I guess I should say, is that there is an, an anti-masker out in Scarborough, Ontario, that's just one of the suburbs of Toronto, who was very much against uh, COVID, believed it was a hoax, went to anti-mask and anti-lockdown rallies, and is now currently in the hospital with, you guessed it, COVID-19. So now he's finally saying, it's not a joke. You guys need to take care of yourself. Well, are the people who followed him to begin with really going to listen? I'm not convinced. So many people, especially these people who are anti-mask and anti-lockdown, seem to think that instead of this being a pandemic, it's a plandemic. And I don't get it. Why would any government want to basically neutralize their economies? To what end is this working for any government in the world to have their entire economy frozen because people can't go out People can't go to work. Some people are have lost their jobs because their places of business are closed. We've had numerous restaurants that have not survived, numerous small businesses that are just holding on by a string and are probably going to lose several of them before this is all over. Um, big box stores, sure, they can open, but let's face it, they find ways of not paying taxes in countries. So they're going, they're not really contributing that much to the economy. And we already know that a lot of those big box stores don't even take care of their employees as it is. Maybe one of the funniest things is, and by funny, I mean, I don't mean, ha ha, everybody's going to be uh, rolling in the aisles, but more of the funny, sarcastic ha ha, is that for the past year, 14 months, our government has been voting against paid sick days and then finally doug ford our premier said that he's putting together a paid sick day program and it's going to be the best paid sick day program that north america has ever seen it's going to be fantastic does that sound like anybody we know from down in the u.s well they finally unveiled it a couple of weeks ago and it is a whopping three days Three days of paid sick day at a maximum of $200 a day. So I wound up needing to take a week off because somebody in my family, not my immediate family, but somebody in my family, who my husband also works with, um, tested positive for the coronavirus. Which means because I work in a healthcare setting, I couldn't go into work. And wound up needing a week off because I had to wait the week, take a COVID test, and then report to our health and safety department whether or not I had tested negative or positive. I was negative, as was my husband. But I didn't get paid for any of those days because the the program that our wonderful, this fantastic program, didn't start until three days after I wound up back at work. So that just doesn't work. Plus, if you get COVID, you're going to need at least two weeks off of work. Um, It's just that. And that's if you're lucky. If you get COVID and you're only really down for two weeks, you're lucky. There are so many people who are spending months in the hospital. And thank goodness we have universal health care up here because nobody would be able to afford that. And again, this this comes back to how if this is a pandemic, how this would benefit any government, because the, in countries that have universal health care, there's money going out, of, basically out the door, because the government is paying for these people to be in the hospital. So I'm not understanding how this is the best program ever. Uh, but, you know. He's, he's basically Trump 2.0, so it, it, it is what what it is, I suppose. Now, we're also apparently stopping the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine, which we're also expecting 250,000 doses from. So what are we going to do with those doses? Um, the, the concern is with the blood clot issues, and and it's a valid concern. So far, most of the studies have shown that the risk of a blood clot is very far under 1%, and the risk of dying from that blood clot is even further down at very much less than 1%. COVID has a 14 to 19% chance of giving you a blood clot that could be fatal, and the birth control pill is somewhere in the the one in a thousand range so it's less than one percent but it's still pretty significant why we're stopping using the astrazeneca vaccine when it's already been paused and restarted and paused and restarted i don't know i i really don't understand however in in but it's an abundance of caution that they're using in order to determine whether or not it's safe to continue using the AstraZeneca vaccine. And I understand that. The problem with this back and forth and back and forth with the AstraZeneca vaccine specifically is that it's just going to continue to increase vaccine hesitancy. Canada can't afford to continue with vaccine hesitancy we are looking at yet another summer of not being able to see family and go to sporting events. And even though there's been no indication of spread from outdoor activities, another ban of outdoor activities. This will be the second summer as it stands right now where the baseball league that I play in won't be playing baseball. And I'll be honest, I'm I'm a little annoyed by that, because I, it's something I really enjoy. It's how I, how I wind down, uh, even though it's midweek. Um, And it's just, it's just something that, you know, I I really enjoy doing and I miss very much. Uh, But it is what it is, as it is right now. And it's just something that we're going to have to deal with until we are able to get this better under control. What we need beyond more vaccines, and apparently we're getting more Pfizer and Moderna this week but what we or this month, but what we really need is we need more compliance. The only way we're going to be able to get through this is if more people start following the guidelines. Wear your mask if you really can't, if you really have a health issue or a, or even a mental health issue that prevents you from wearing a mask, that's understandable. But there are accommodations for you. And I find that the people who claim to have an exemption are the ones who are the loudest about not being able to wear a mask. People who have legitimate exemptions tend to be the ones who seek out the accommodations and just get her done. The ones who are fighting it just seem to think that they have all the entitlement in the world to go and do whatever they please and that they should be able to go into stores without a mask simply because they feel that they don't need to wear one. Most stores have made accommodations for people who can't wear a mask and quite honestly, in a lot of cases, those are the people who won't wear a mask. There's curbside pickup. There is ordering online. Uh, there's delivery. I've been doing most of my grocery shopping this year with Instacart simply because, and I'm, I'm not sponsored by Instacart, but if anybody from Instacart hears this, I'd love to, to uh, pair up with you because I use your service almost every week. Uh, but I'm at higher risk. I'm a diabetic. It's well controlled, which means I'd probably have fewer uh, negative outcomes if I were to get COVID, but it still puts me at a higher risk of having some negative outcomes. So I've been doing all of my grocery shopping online. I go into a grocery store only if I absolutely need to, if I've run out of something, um, if I need an ingredient that I didn't think to order with my grocery order, that stuff's all taken care of. That being said, there are people with legitimate health concerns who probably enjoy the, the going out to the store. The thing is, if you absolutely can't wear a mask, then there's, then there's curbside pickup. And I think most people with the absolute inability to wear a mask take, a, take advantage of that. If you can't order online, you don't have a credit card, uh, you're not comfortable with online ordering, There's always calling ahead to the store and taking care of your, your grocery order, um, and, and going to pick it up curbside. I'm pretty sure most stores will accommodate a phone call order and then find a way of, of getting you to pay for your, your groceries. Once you get there, we're not living in a society that can't accommodate people and, People who are refusing to follow our our very much needed public health guidelines are the ones that are putting those who absolutely cannot wear a mask or are at higher risk for very bad outcomes if they were to get COVID at a much higher risk simply because of their seeming entitlement to being able to do whatever it is that they want and walk into whatever store they want. And I'm not understanding where this is all coming from, but interestingly enough, this has been quite a a little tirade on anti-maskers when it was originally talking about uh, a a company that that won't accommodate the vaccinated, which makes no sense to me, but that is what it is. But they're not the first company in, in all of Ontario. There is a spa, I believe it's called Lush Lashes, um, that also won't accommodate uh, vaccinated patrons. They they won't work on, pay, on vaccinated patrons. And there have been a few others that have come around in the last little while. Uh, I've seen either on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, people who are companies, stores, shops, whatever, who are absolutely refusing service to people who've been vaccinated and the question I have is how do you know? I mean, I don't have to tell you if I've been vaccinated. That's that's medical information. You're not entitled to that. Just like if somebody has a valid medical exemption from wearing a mask, they don't have to tell you why. Again, that that the the interesting thing is that a person with a valid exemption will probably very quietly tell you what what their exemption is, or they'll, they'll show some sort of paperwork, or they'll have taken advantage of an accommodation. Uh, they're talking about maybe bringing in vaccine passports, which I don't have a problem with in terms of being able to travel or um, being able to attend concerts. I've got tickets for a concert this summer that I'm hoping is still gonna happen. That being said, Nobody can ask me if I've been vaccinated outside of any of those places where congregations will, will well, people will congregate. Anyway, I think I've gone on and on and on about the COVID and, and anti-maskers long enough. Let me know what you think about companies and stores and shops that are denying service or forcing vaccinated people to make the accommodations that have been made available to those who can't or won't wear a mask, making people not be able to access their services or not be able to enter their shops simply because they're vaccinated. I'd love to know what, what your, uh, your opinion on that is. Anyways, I'm uh, not sure how often I'm going to be doing, uh, these podcasts, probably weekly. Um, There's always something that's going to make you say, what the...